And welcome to The Real Money Show, hosted by Guildhall Wealth Management, a show about the incredible potential of owning physical gold, silver, natural, fancy color diamonds, and what they can do to protect and make you money in these turbulent times. The number to call, as always, one eight seven seven eight silver That is one eight seven seven eight seven four five eight three seven. as well, therealmoneyshow.com. I want to remind you about the top big seminars happening. Uh, here is the date. Write this down. May 22nd, 7 to 9 p.m., It'll be the uh, the most excellent Supreme Luxury Event Venue. That is 8311 Weston Road in Woodbridge. Uh, registers at 6 p.m. with some light refreshments. While you're there, you'll learn why investors love natural fancy color diamonds as well, why this is still one of the best-kept investing secrets, which we echo every week. You'll also learn the fundamentals for investing in color diamonds and so much more. Again, May 22nd, 7 to 9 p.m., the Supreme Event Luxury Theater, 8311 Weston Road in Woodbridge. There'll be some light refreshments. Do not miss it. Uh, welcome, guys. How are you? What's uh, Market update. Darren, where we always start. John, it's been a good week. It's uh, definitely been a buyer's market, and we are taping the show on Friday in the morning, and I can tell you right now, as we're taping the show, gold is about 1300 an ounce in that mm. range, and silver has traversed upwards in the last hour and a half to about 1960. Now, this is, again, uh, a bit of a different course than was charted at the front end of the week. We started this week with weaker pricing, and silver actually gave great buying opportunities in the high 18 range, so about 60, 70 cents lower than where we are right now, and uh, gold likewise, down to the 1270 range, and as, as every Everybody was well aware. We talked about it last week. You have to take up on these opportunities to be buying in these price ranges because long-term, the fundamentals that are in place are going to kick this market in the rear end. And when it goes higher, you don't want to play a game of catch-up. You saw today, if you haven't already heard, jobs reports out in the U.S., of course, the headlines. And you know what fans we are of headlines. We're going to go behind those headlines. But the headlines tell us that, in fact, they were looking for a consensus range in non-farm payroll upgrades towards uh, 172,000 to 275,000, and they actually got 288,000. So, of course, all the analysts came out live on air. They touted how great this was for the economy and the direction we're heading, and it was a signal that we're advancing and all cylinders firing. And, of course, what they don't tell you, one million people dropped out of the labor force in April in the U.S. alone. The participation rate in the U.S. labor force is at the lowest level since 1978. And I will remind our listeners, because we talk about it often, how important it is to remember 1970s. That's the last time we had a major run-up in gold and silver. 1978 was a precursor to 1979, which saw gold and silver advance Gold, 2,300% higher. Silver, 3,200% higher. And plus, when we're, when we're looking at those figures, we also have to remember the population of the planet has doubled since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, China, India, Eastern Europe were not part of the markets, and there was four times as much silver above ground. So the, and not to mention the debts that are going on. There was no quantitative easing back in the 70s. So there's a lot more going on, a lot more flashpoints around the globe, and a lot more uh, dominoes that could fall in this situation. So we think that when you look at the fundamentals and you understand what's going on in the gold and silver market, you get very excited like we are to see prices like this, um, which... I think that in China and India, if you look over there, they're extremely excited when they see prices of silver uh, shy of $20 an ounce, and they're all jumping on it. So it's a raging bull market over there. 
here in North America, things are a little more complacent. We're happy with our paper. We're happy with our, our well, not everyone's happy with their RSPs. Uh, we certainly see a lot of people giving up on that and moving over to bullion. So uh, we want to congratulate all the people who did purchase this week. They took advantage of the market. And if you look at the numbers, I mean, it's staggering. Right now, there's 92 million people uh, that are not able to find adequate work and have dropped literally off the face of the earth in terms of labor. Where do they go? There's only two choices. I mean, if you can't get any type of government support because you've run out trying to find a job in the first place, you're either going to have nothing, you're going to be living on the streets, um, which might explain the reason why so many people are using food stamps because they can't afford to eat. Uh, But the elite, uh, they get more wealthy. The wealthier do far better. And of course, with these near record high uh, prices in almost uh, all of the stock markets in North America anyways this week, again, people get the impression that times are coming back. But I listened to the news this morning coming in and one thing struck me. They were talking about RSP contributions in Canada and why this year in particular was a tough year for RSP contributions. They believe the level of contribution is going to be uh, decidedly down year over year. And they were talking as a group of panelists about this. And of course, they were going on and on and on and on. Finally, they took a call. And the caller, the very first caller said, you idiots don't understand We don't have the money to invest. You sit there on your high chairs thinking that we should all be putting money into RSPs and we should be backing uh, the smart decision to diversify our portfolio and keep that strong RSP contribution for tax. We don't have a pot to you know what in. How can we put fourteen, fifteen, twenty, eight thousand dollars $28,000 into these RSPs every single year and just hope for the best? People are taking their cash, they're putting it in their accounts and not doing anything with it because they're afraid. Well, especially, I've got to interrupt, especially if some of these RSPs are not even showing uh, any profit for you. All you're doing is paying fees. Uh, You may be deferring taxes, but somewhere down the road you have to pay the piper when you want to take the money out of the RSP. You're not going to be taxed at 10% or 20% or 25% because if you've got $100,000 in there and you want to take it out, you're going to pay the top dollar percentage of tax. Uh, I'm looking at the markets right now. I mean, silver uh, was an unbelievable opportunity this week. It really got pounded down. It got pounded down to 1870. As we're recording this show, we're around about 1960. That's a good move up. What was traded this week was paper. It was all based on the Fed chairman Yellen uh, that was going to come out. We all knew that she was going to taper another $10 billion. But they're still buying $45 billion. That's $45 billion every single month in bonds. It was as high as $85 billion. That is money that's put in to the banks, lent to the banks virtually at zero. It doesn't trickle down. I was watching something this morning uh, on CNBC Europe, and they were talking about the banking industry. Do you know what small businesses are paying banks in Europe? They're paying as much as 15 and 18% interest to borrow money. The small companies, the backbone of nations cannot get money from banks. The only people that get money from the banks are the people that don't need it. And that's basically what it's all about. Well, I think when as well, I think a theme that we're going to start to see is that the government is not there to help you. And I think that there's a misconception out there that uh, financially speaking, that we can all count on the government to 
give us pensions, to provide us jobs if we need, uh, specifically in the U.S. especially. And I think that more and more people are going to come to realize, wait a minute, th- there's no one coming to save us here. And we're, we're out for ourselves to protect our, our family, protect our retirement. And I think that's where you end up with a situation where you look at the price of bullion and you say, well, you know, it hasn't done anything for a year. I'm not going to do anything. But when you look at the fundamentals, you realize this is the the safest place to store wealth in history. And I don't know what's going to happen with the U.S. dollar. You know, no, no banks have gone to no bankers have gone to jail for the for the things that they caused in 2008 and beyond. And so you have to ask, is the government going to help you a year from now, two years from now? You look at your RSPs, you say, I don't see any gains. Why am I paying 2% management fees? And so we do see people turning more and more to bullion and colored diamonds saying, I want to take care of my own money. Thank you very much. Well, that's an interesting point because we had a a lady came into the office yesterday to purchase a colored diamond. She's in an RSP. She's just sick and tired of it, not making any money. Uh, She listens to our show. She's been following the diamond market. For example, yellow diamonds, natural fancy colored diamonds on a whole over the last 40 years since they've been keeping records have never dropped in price. Yellow diamonds, for example, top quality, double every four to five years. The argyle pinks and pinks of the quality that we sell double every three years virtually. Why would you put your money into an RSP? Because you're going to save a little bit of tax. You're only going to pay the tax anyway on the way up. So you're better off making money in something that's that's going to make you money like a diamond and then pay some capital gain down the road. But again, why keep on putting something into, why are you beating a dead horse? The I number mean, to, it is a dead horse. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver online therealmoneyshow.com, Darren. If you want to own bullion, it couldn't be easier. With Guildhall, it's physical. So if you're taking it home, be prepared to bring a wheelbarrow. If you've got 1,000 ounces of silver, as an example, it's going to be about 65 pounds. So it's like taking a small child home with you. But that is not the safest thing to do. It's not the smartest thing to do. And when you're with Guildhall, if you want to park your bullion uh, in our depository, it's simple. You bring the paperwork in. It takes less than 24 hours to get the account going. You can buy in increments of uh, 1 ounce, 10 ounce, 100 ounce, 1,000 ounce. It really is up to the investor. And really when it starts and uh, gets going, you can be adding to it as as the market is progressing. Buying and selling happens on a phone call. Uh, it's totally liquid. You can have it audited. You can go and visit your bullion whenever you like. If you'd like to have the title and the serial numbers of the bars, that's also not a problem at all. In addition to this, if you'd like to take a portion of the money you're going to invest and perhaps try to push that a little bit further and get a more bang for your buck, we offer collateralized financing. So in essence, you could take the same 1,000 ounces, which would be an outlay of around 24, 25,000, and it would literally cost you somewhere in the neighborhood of about 8,000, 9 to 9,000 Canadian to own and control the same thousand ounces and thereby you're getting the same return but you laid out a whole lot less money to do it it's not for everybody but we'd be happy to show you how that works and why it works as the market progresses and goes higher we'll take a short break the number to call is one eight seven seven eight silver that is one eight seven seven eight seven four five eight three seven the real money show.com quick reminder as well the investing in natural fancy color diamond seminar is happening on the 22nd of this month may seven to nine woodbridge it'll be the supreme luxury event theater registration begins at 6 30 8311 weston road is where it's going to be more of the real money show coming up
And more of The Real Money Show. The number to get in contact, one eight seven seven eight silver and therealmoneyshow.com. The Natural Fancy Color Diamond Seminar is coming up. Here's the date, May 22nd, 7 to 9 p.m., the Supreme Luxury Event Theater. That's 8311 Weston Road in Woodbridge. Registration at 6.30 p.m. There'll be uh, some light refreshments. You can register online at guildhalldiamonds.com. Guys, when we left, we were talking about, uh, well, want to get into the, uh, the true shape of the American economy or the economy overall, Darren. Well, again, we love the headlines, and uh, they give us lots of, uh, well, as as people that really know what's happening and experts in the reality of where our economy is, this is fodder for everybody at our firm because we know when they pronounce these headlines, nine times out of ten, they're either going to adjust the headline statistics, so if they give you a job quote and tell you 288,000 jobs are created, what they don't go out of their way to do is next week run another headline saying, hey... We know we said 288,000 jobs were created, but the actual number was 220. That's a significant difference. Yet that happens uh, with a very regular frequency when it comes to, to economic statistics in the U.S. So when we're looking at the facts, we want to make certain that people are aware that the idea of investing in gold and silver is not just predicated on a speculative aspect of why we would want to have uh, this type of uh, asset to build our portfolio. It's also predicated on the fact that we want people to understand there could be a very significant change in the near term that would take the economy both here in Canada and in the U.S. uh, down. And that would be something that would be very similar to 2008, 2009. We're more than due for it. The markets and the stocks uh, are definitely overbought. And it's a significant headwind that we're trying to get up against and and improve against. So uh, if you look at the market overall, one of the things that you have to pay attention to, and these are all facts, um, home statistics in the U.S., that's a significant headline for us to follow. It tells us exactly where an economy is. And what I want to see are more homes being bought by first-time home builders. I want to see a significant increase in first-time uh, uh, in, in uh, housing starts. I want to see great numbers when we're looking at resales, and none of those things are happening. Uh, and in fact, the home ownership rate in the United States has dropped to the lowest level it's seen in 19 years. So we've got a lot of renters right now. And guess what? The large institutions who are flush with cash, look up BlackRock, for example. They've made the largest bet in history that any institution has ever made on rental properties in the U.S. It's a $6 billion bet. And they are now the largest owner of rental properties in the U.S. And 10 or 15 years ago, what business did a hedge fund have being in the rental business for housing, yet that's where they're going, and they'll make money off of you any way they can. Again, another huge statistic, consumer spending for durable goods has dropped by 3.23% since November, and this is a clear sign that an economic slowdown is ahead. We look at those durable good orders. Those are the solid parts of where we see economic growth, and when we don't get that, of course, this is a downside trend. If you look at major retailers, they are closing stores at the fastest pace that we have seen since the the, uh, drop of Lehman Brothers, and that is certainly significant here in Canada as well because you're seeing a lot of retailers that have been around for 10, 15, 20, even some around for 50 or more years closing their doors or being bought up by the large box entities. And now there are there are about, uh, if you look at the Bureau of Labor Statistics in the U.S., 20% of all families in the United States do not have a single member that is employed. I mean, wow. You have to say that again, 20%, one-fifth of all families, one out of every five families have no family members employed. 
46 million people using food stamps in the U.S. And I mean, if that's not indicative of the direction we're heading in and what potentially could happen, believe me, when they print money, they're doing it to pull the wool over everybody's eyes. They're doing it to support the big too big to fail institutions and it's the wrong impression that they're leaving and what ends up happening is they're trying to get us the small investor to believe in that long term uh in that long term uh growth and it's not happening we're not getting it like we were promised we're not getting it like we should and our dollar's not going as far as, as it has in the past and where this is all going is that there's eventually going to be a transfer of wealth i believe and i think that when we look at the banks having a lot of lawsuits put against them, and all they're getting is, is slaps on the wrist, and they're paying out, out these fines. But every day you're finding out more and more how corrupt they are, and that they never got punished for it. So they're going to do it again, and they're going to do it bigger. And it, it, what's going to end up happening is that the little guy who stays uninformed is going to be punished. They're going to find out one day that they don't have nearly the assets they thought they had. Now, when again, and I'm repeating myself, but we say it all the time, when you look outside the fishbowl and you see that people are protecting themselves all over the world by buying gold and silver, you have to ask, what do they know? They're not getting the mainstream media feed that we get here in North America. So they're already preparing for, for this eventuality, which is fiat currencies fail. I was reading an article by, um, I forget the first name, but uh, his last name's Dent, and he just, everything is, is half-truths. He thinks that the U.S. dollar is, is, is all superior, and when things go awry, people will jump into the U.S. dollar as a safe haven. Well, I don't see that. I see every brick nation moving away from the U.S. dollar because they all see how much they're printing every month. You can't keep on printing money and people just assume that that thing's got value. And speaking of printing money, I also think it's a fallacy personally that the market can accept quantitative easing or tapering as a good thing. And what they don't seem to realize is that the Fed came out with a massive number to start off with. It's like when they came out with TARP and said, let's throw a number out there and see if they'll take it. Let's go 500 billion. We need 500 billion. That number was unbelievable at the time. Now it's, now it's a pittance. All they had to do was say, let's throw out the biggest number possible. Well, 100 billion people won't go for it. 85 billion, sure, and then you can start to cut it. They already got their icing and their cake at the beginning. So to taper is... is it's built in. It's already been built in, exactly. One eight seven seven eight silver is the number, therealmoneyshow.com. Jeremy, take me down the road of uh, you know the price I pay and the spot price. What is the difference? Yeah, we get this question a lot. People are very surprised that when, when they actually put the physical bullion in their hand, that there could be as much as a 10% difference um, from the paper price in U.S. funds to the physical product in your hand in Canadian funds. Mm. Take the exchange rate out of that. What you have to understand is that the spot price is a paper price. It's not getting the physical in your hand. To do that, the bars have to be fabricated. They have to come through wholesalers, go through several uh, hands, and then get to the get to the holder of that bullion. So you have to accept that the smaller the bar, the more spread will be on there, the more fabrication charge. Um, for example, coins... They've, they've gone through a minting process. They're individual. So you, have to, you end up paying a, a larger premium for that. The bigger the bar, the less premium. That's why a lot of clients will go for the 100-ounce bars, or if they are investing enough, they'll go for the 1,000-ounce bars. But you cannot buy silver 
or gold at spot price. That That's an impossibility. So if you want the physical in your hand, you have to realize it's going to cost you more. But you also have to realize that to, to have that bullion in your hand protects you and that there there's great gains to be had. We're not the only people here that think gold can go to three, five, ten thousand dollars When we look at the ratio of gold to silver, the number of silver is astronomical of where this where this market is headed. It's cheap. I mean, silver is completely undervalued. And some people will even go as far to argue, John, that silver has been a manipulated price. And it's all alleged because there's no way to prove it because regulators don't allow us to see the, the sufficient enough data to, to, interpolate, uh, to uh, interpret that. Uh, but the reality is if, I, if ever I was going to be involved in a market that might have allegedly been manipulated, would I rather it be manipulated to the downside or the upside? Would I rather be involved in Briax or WorldCom or Enron or something silly like that? Or would I rather own a commodity that's so undervalued that people hold in such high regard in industrially, which means when the economy booms, so does the demand for this commodity, Um, you know, because going forward, that's what's going to happen. Gold is predominantly viewed as a store of wealth still. It's a way to offset uh, the and protect and insure reserves for central banks around the world. Silver isn't held by central banks around the world. In the next decade, that will change. You'll get one or two small central banks that start to stockpile silver and the floodgates will open because what they will realize is that there's no physical product to be had. We panic. When you can't get physical product, just the normal guy on the street, when he wants to put in, you know, ten, twenty thousand dollar order and he's told it's gonna be two or three weeks, that happens. And in a market that's flush, that's as cheap as silver is, like Jeremy says, it's a latte in a magazine, you know, for an ounce of silver. That shouldn't happen. When an asset is that low in value, it should be easy to acquire, it should be readily available, and silver is not in any way, shape, or form. There's no doubt about it. Silver over the last few years, have definitely the pricing has definitely been suppressed. I think that you also have to look at the world around you, and one of the things that we've talked about on this show a lot was inflation and trying to keep inflation tamed by working with your margins. So food products, for instance, will make the packaging a bit smaller. I'm starting to notice personally that the manufacturers and the producers, they can't keep doing that. And so the pricing is starting to rise. I see prices rising all over the place. Um, I went for a coffee yesterday. It was a a cappuccino was almost $6. So, um, you know, prices are rising. There's no doubt about it. And silver maintains at maintains being at uh, depressed levels at this point which we see as very undervalued and if you're if you're an investor and if you're seeking value you want to buy undervalued things silver and gold are completely undervalued when you consider all the currencies out there wh- how much currencies are being created how much available product is actually around and we're not talking about well there's there's always bullion in the ground. Well, you know what? It takes $1,200 to pull an ounce of gold out of the ground from, for many producers. It takes $18, $19 for many miners to pull silver out of the ground. So how long can silver stay at these prices before these mining operations just say it, it's not feasible? So what, what ends up happening is the supply side gets more and more restricted. This is the problem with a, a depressed market or a suppressed market. It, it is that classic analogy in our in our market it's the beach ball 
being held underwater. At some point, it's just going to explode. At some point, we're going to see major gaps up in this market. Now, it hasn't happened in the last couple of years. Okay, well, let's say the mainstream media is winning. But in the, in the long term here, silver and gold have already outperformed, and we believe that they'll continue to do so long term. So see the value today. And we believe that this is an excellent buy-in opportunity for both gold and silver. We're going to take a short break. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver That's one eight seven seven eight seven four five eight three seven. A reminder, the Investing in Natural Fancy Color Diamonds seminar is happening. The date, May 22nd. The time is 7 to 9 p.m. at the Supreme Luxury Event Theater. That is 8311 Weston Road in Woodbridge. You want to register early by the 14th. And registering on the night of will be 6.30 p.m. The place will be guildhalldiamonds.com. More of The Real Money Show coming up we'll get into natural fancy color diamonds next and back with the real money show indeed uh, the number is one eight seven seven eight silver the real money show.com uh, we're gonna get into natural fancy color diamonds want to tell you about the investing seminar happening on may 22nd 7 to 9 p.m the place will be the supreme luxury event venue 8311 weston road that is up in Woodbridge. Register RSVP uh, by May 14th. The number 905-305-8422, guildhalldiamonds.com. You'll be learning tons of, uh, tons of stuff there, Paul. Favorite segment, Natural Fancy Colored Diamonds. What have we got? Thank you, John. Um, we're actually very excited about the seminars. Um, we've been putting them on basically now every you know six weeks, and we've been getting you know, just unbelievable results. Uh, you know, new clients, uh, existing clients come out and they get educated in how to buy a natural fancy color diamond and what type of returns they're going to get for this terrific investment. Um, we've been fortunate. Uh, last week, uh, I mentioned that we brought in some some diamonds, uh, some fancy, internally flawless uh, that we've just actually just put up on the website. They've just come back from appraisal. They are beautiful, beautiful yellows. And we've also got an unbelievable selection of argyle pinks. Now, the argyle mine, which is in Western Australia, is closing in 2018. Now, they produce 90% of the world's pink diamonds, yet the total amount of diamonds, pink diamonds that are mined out of that mine is just one-tenth of one percent of their total production. So you can see how rare uh, these diamonds are. Um, the Argyles normally come in their small diamonds. They're normally, you know, 0.2425 is the minimum that you want to get to, up to, you know, a couple of carats. But the quality that we sell is VS quality, which means there's very slight inclusions. We don't sell SI1, SI2, or I1, which have you know a lot of inclusions, and you can actually see them with the naked eye. So as an investment, you want to buy an argyle pink color, around about 4pp, which gives you great, great intensity, and in a VS quality. Now, these stones tend to double every three to four years. That's the record right now. Uh, generally, natural fancy colored diamonds of the quality that we sell at Guild Hall double every four to five years anyway. Um, we have investors that love to see the new stones as well. What we actually do is when a client purchases a stone from us, they also get on our mailing list and they are preferred clients, obviously, by buying a diamond from us, um, they get the preempt of anything that we buy. So when we bring out diamonds, before we even get the diamonds appraised, uh, we know the diamonds are coming in, we send out our clients a list of diamonds that are available at even better prices than we put up on the website. 
At Guildhall, we sell nothing but the best. I mean, it's all about quality. It's like real estate, location, location, location. It's the same thing when you buy a natural fancy colored diamond. You know, the four C's come into play, the color, the cut, the clarity, and the carat weight, but there is more to it. Um, on staff, we have a GIA graduate, Nicole. Um, she is a diamond grading graduate and knows everything about natural fancy colored diamonds as well as white diamonds about how to select a diamond. Every diamond we sell comes with a GIA classification. That's a certification of that diamond, also an independent appraisal. And we give you a money-back guarantee, a 10-day money-back guarantee when you're buying a diamond, not a, a credit note, but you get a 10-day money-back guarantee. Um, I'm really excited about the seminar that's coming up because we do you know bring out some diamonds and we show our clients and every time we do a seminar you know we have unbelievable success with our diamonds the number one eight seven seven eight silver the real money com as well jeremy yeah there was a nice uh, sotheby's uh, auction last week and uh, they sold a 15.23 carat uh, orangey pink diamond Hello. a beautiful diamond went to a private collector um, and this is just another example of what's going on in the in the colored diamond world. This was about uh, 400000 400, per carat is what you're looking at for this particular diamond. And again, private collector buying that. So um, this is just another indication from auctions that pink diamonds are still on the rise. Colored diamonds are on the rise. People do see them as investments. At Guildhall, what we do is we make sure that all of the diamonds go by strict criteria, they meet strict criteria, that they're the best of what is available, which is difficult to find every every week, every month, uh, very difficult to procure. In yellows, we like to stick to internally flawless, at least a carat or higher. As Paul mentioned earlier, for pinks, we like to stick with the VS quality or better. Um, these are absolutely investment-grade, top-tier diamonds, and people love them. They love the fact that there's no counterparty risk. No one is taking care of their money. They put their money into this asset that's accruing value year in, year out. They're beautiful. People are starting to look to put them into uh, jewelry. We do custom jewelry at Guildhall. We have a, a wonderful designer that will assist you create your, your own uh, personal piece and uh, show off your own individuality. So there's so many great aspects to colored diamonds, not just because they're beautiful, but because the gains in the market is unbelievable. Now, in order to make those gains, like I said, you have to t you have to pick top top quality. You know, it's amazing. I have conversations all the time. I'm in my late 30s, and there's a lot of people in that age range getting married. And it amazes me every single day. In fact, I was out with my fiancé last night, and the topic came up. And Paul talks about this all the time. People say, what do you do? And you say, you don't want to know, because inevitably where the conversation's going to go. But um, all most people are interested in when they buy a diamond is the size of the diamond and the shape of the diamond. And they don't want to necessarily even consider the other four C's. Now, in this case, we're talking white diamonds. And when you say to someone, you, you realize, in a nice way, of course, you realize that in 20 years, all you'll get for that is what you paid for it. Maybe. They don't seem to care. And to throw $20,000, $30,000, $40,000, $50,000 into a ring that all you're going to end up with at the end is nothing to really pass on even you wonder, why aren't you looking for quality? You know, this is all about quality. Quality investments, value investments, 
colored diamonds continue to be value investments that are supreme quality. One eight seven seven eight silver and the real money show dot com. So you know, I've got some gold, I've got some silver. I want to get my beak wet with a diamond. Where do I start? A lot of clients will start with a one carat fancy yellow. We find that one carat fancy yellows are tough to keep around, as well as any pink diamond in VS quality. Normally, it's fancy anywhere around the 20,000 mark or just shy of that. Those diamonds tend to be snapped up very quickly because... But in the yellows, we start off around about $12,000 for a one carat yellow. Yeah, and they, they tend to be snapped up very quickly because people do want to enter this market. As they get a feel for the market and they, they get their their appraisals the, the following year or two years later, they fall in love with the market. They either start collecting a variety of diamonds or they start to move up. And that's something that we help uh, clients do at Guildhall. And it's just like being an empty, an empty nester. You start with that studio apartment. You move up to a two-bedroom. You move up to a house. You move up to a bigger house. And eventually the kids are gone. You say... Honey, let's sell it, move to Florida. We'll have tons of cash from the, from the sale. Same thing with colored diamonds. You know, these diamonds accrue so much money over time, and you really start to see those results when you hit the 5, 10, 15-year mark that people inevitably want to move up to the, to the stronger diamonds, stronger colored diamonds like Vivids, and the returns are fabulous. We see intense diamonds moving up anywhere, uh, sorry, fancies moving up anywhere from 12 to 15 Intense diamonds moving up from 15 to 18. Vivids moving up as much as 20% and higher. So it's a wonderful market to be a part of. No volatility, obviously. Beautiful diamonds when you, when you see them. And uh, it's an insurable asset. I yeah. mean, you can't insure your stock market. Um, you really can't insure gold and silver. But, uh, and, and I have to say, one of the things that, that we've really strived for at Guildhall is also a matter of taste. You know, you can find a diamond that's good on paper. I could find an internally flawless, vivid yellow, sure. But you also have to go with, with a, a good cut, a good quality make, so to speak. You know, if you have a really fine wine, you know it's a fine wine. And it's the same thing with diamonds. There's particular diamonds. For example, we have a, 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 an emerald yellow over, over three carats. And this diamond, you wouldn't think an emerald would sparkle like this, but it really does have a lot of fire. It's beautiful to be in its presence. You wonder why someone wouldn't want to put that into a ring and show that off. Try to find as many occasions to show it off as possible because um, when you find a diamond with a good make, they're beautiful and you want to enjoy them. So this is part of what we do at Guildhall is not just finding something good on paper, but finding something that has that certain allure. Paul, break down vivid, fancy, these, this terminology we keep okay, hearing. Okay, well, there's three classes of diamonds that we okay. sell. It's fancy, intense, and vivid. It's, it's like having, to give you an example, it's like having a Lexus, it's having the top-of-the-line Mercedes, or having a top-of-the-line Rolls-Royce. Those are the type of diamonds that we sell. They're top quality. As an example, yesterday, I had 10 GIAs. Now, GIA is the certification of a diamond. Mm-hmm. I had 10 GIAs sent to me from a dealer that wanted me to buy the diamonds i turned down eight of them just because of the the table size which is the top of the diamond the the width the depth um you know a lot of extra facets which meant they were badly cut you know these are things that we don't take somebody else is going to buy those diamonds not us because we want the best and somewhere down the road you may want to sell that diamond whether you have it five years 10 years 15 years 
hold it for 20 years, you'll want to sell it. I'm happy to take back the diamonds that I purchase, not anybody else's diamonds. I'm not interested in buying somebody that bought a diamond from somebody and paid a price and wants to sell it back to us. I know what we sell. I know what we pick. I know how hard it is for us to find the quality that we want every single time we put a diamond up on our website. It's a beautiful exquisite diamond that we know is going to go up in value and make our clients money. The most important thing is to make our clients money and to have a great, great investment. We'll take a short break. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver the real money show.com and coming up on May 22nd, the investing in natural fancy color diamond seminar. It is happening at the Supreme luxury event venue. That's 8311 Western road, Woodbridge on the 22nd from seven to 9 PM. You want to register RSVP by May 14th. It's going to fill up quickly. Some light refreshments there. You can register at 905-305-8422 or guildhalldiamonds.com. And more of the Real Money Show. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. That is one eight seven seven eight seven four five eight three seven. The Real Money Show dot com. Darren, if I want to just get going today, right now, how do I open an account? Call the number, go to the website, and there's some paperwork. You're going to get into the depository. It starts at no less than a hundred ounces of silver or ten ounces of gold. And that's where you go from. That's the stepping point. To get 100 ounces of silver, we would recommend you do that in 100-ounce bar form. And then once that product has been purchased and the paperwork has been filled out, it will go into the depository, and um, you are the true owner now of your own precious metals. Uh, We don't own the precious metals. You do. Uh, And I cannot make clear enough the importance of understanding that. The difference between paper and physical is so significant. You have to remember when you buy an ounce or 100 ounces or 1,000 ounces of silver, 10 ounces of gold, nobody else gets the right to buy that product any longer. In the paper markets, we can argue to a blue in the faith, but many believe that silver and gold get hypothecated. So for every one ounce of actual physical hold-in-your-hand gold, there is arguably up to 100 ounces on paper somewhere else. And it's a promise kept. There's third parties involved, and it becomes a liability of somebody else, which means if you ever need your gold, there's a chance you might not get it. It becomes like the subprime. Nobody knows who's got the mortgage. That's right. And that's basically what it is. It's been lent out and lent out and lent out. When you buy physical product, it goes in the depository. It's safe. It's secure. It's segregated and it's allocated to you. If you want to buy 1,000 ounces, that's 10 100-ounce bars, we will give you the bar numbers. You can come and visit it. You can come and audit it. But again, when you want to come into the depository, it's so secure. You have to give two pieces of ID and you have to give 24 hours notice that you're coming in to visit and you want to see your product. Uh, We've taken our clients, several clients, into the depository and they're always amazed. You know, you bring out 10,000 ounces of silver that they own, you know, it's 100 bars. When they see that on a pallet, on a skid, they are wowed away. They always want to get the iPhone out and take a picture of it, you know, stand on it or do whatever, (laughs) but it's physical. When you take that physical product out of the market, you're taking it away from the thieves out there that are selling paper and I say thieves they are stealing your wealth and eventually they all go out of business somewhere or another they have to go out of business because when you try to keep on covering and covering shorts you're covering something that is non-existent when you buy a physical product you've got it you take a hundred ounce bar and you drop it on the floor it makes a claim you take a piece of paper that says you own a hundred ounces it's nothing And even when you go to a bank, and I'm not knocking the banks, but if you buy a certificate 
it doesn't mean if you buy a hundred ounces of gold on a certificate and you go back and the market's gone up $50 and you say, I'd like my 100 ounces of gold, they're not going to give you 100 ounces of gold. They will give you the cash. They will not give you the gold. So you have to buy the physical, whether you put it in our depository, whether you take it home, or if you want to use collateralized financing, a wonderful, wonderful way to get into the market where you can actually buy 1,000 ounces of silver instead of putting up twenty three, twenty four thousand dollars $24,000, you're putting up maybe $8,000 and still control that 1,000 ounces. The market moves up $8 from $20 to $28. You've doubled your money. If we go to where we were in three years ago, May of 2011, it goes to $49, you're going to make a hell of a lot of money. 1,000 ounces is going to make you $30,000. If that's the type of money you're looking to make and, in, and enjoy, give us a call. one eight seven seven eight silver is the number Paul is talking about and online, therealmoneyshow.com. There's a lot of advantages to having silver and gold in your portfolio. As we've talked about on the show, the prices are depressed at the moment. They're very much undervalued. You want to buy undervalued assets and take advantage. Most people, when they buy when they buy silver or gold, they want access to their bullion and they want to know that, it, that it's in their hands uh, and in their possession. Mostly the only two ways to go about that is to bury it in the backyard or put it in your basement or in your own personal safe or to put it in a safety deposit box. And if you're going to put 2,000 ounces into a safety deposit box, you know, you're going to pay a couple hundred dollars a year to have that. Um, obviously, it's 130 pounds worth of, worth of bullion. The problem with that is twofold. One, you're uninsured. Um, it's important that if you're going to have a, a lot of product like that, that's worth a lot of money, you want to have that insured. And then number two, you want liquidity. You want to be able to sell it. You want to. You don't want to have to be on a vacation. I'll use Florida again for the second time in the show. You, you don't want to be in Florida on vacation and the market starts coming down and you say, oh my gosh, I, I, I've missed it. I have to fly home, go to the safety deposit box, take out 130 pounds worth of bullion, put it into the trunk of the car, bring it to a coin shop, sell it, and hope that I didn't do this all for naught. With Guildhall, we do have a depository. Clients hold the bullion. It's serial numbered bars. It's allocated. It's segregated. They can visit their bullion, audit their bullion, or when they're ready to sell, you just simply give us a call. But why Guildhall Wealth, Darren? Well, one of the things that we like about Guildhall Wealth is the fact that it's trusted by so many people. We give uh, good delivery gold and silver bars, and we're one of the biggest in Canada that do this in the depository side of the business. We are a debt-free private company. We are family-run, and we do not participate in the paper markets. We don't believe in it. We don't hold uh, other uh, unsegregated uh, investments in the paper market as a company, and we don't mix any of our investments. So this is an important thing to remember. We serve as the custodian for unencumbered gold and silver bullion only, and it advantage to you is that you are the legal owner of your gold and silver that's held with Guild Hall. There is no financial institution standing between you and your metal, and this serves to insulate the Guild Hall client, uh, their assets from risks in the global financial system. And we've served many thousands of people, and they keep coming back for more. 80% of our clients repeat their business. So this is another reason why you want to be parked with a company like Guild Hall. And another reason that you want to be with Guildhall or 
listen to the show is that you are going to get information before a lot of people get the information. Mm-hmm. So uh, congratulations, Darren, for getting another uh, article published a couple times. Um, Darren's getting more and more articles published, which we're very proud of. But the information came out here first. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we talked about Palladium, and Darren got some articles um, published in Gold Eagle, as well as New Wire Investor. So we're out there. Um, we're, we're making waves and, and trying to teach people about why they should own physical bullion. We believe it's the best way to not only protect your wealth, but to also gain from buying something that is undervalued at this time. One eight seven seven eight silver that's one eight seven seven eight seven four five eight three seven the real money show dot com palladium's interesting isn't it paul yeah it's uh, used in catalytic converters in the automobile uh, industry and again there's been a huge rise in you know the buying of cars in North America as well as China and India um, and when you've got problems with pollution, such as China and India, you need catalytic converters. And, you know, palladium's gone from $180 to $820. Darren spoke about it a couple of weeks ago. I spoke about it, and I thought it's it could hit $2,000 because there's two countries that mainly manufacture palladium. One is South Africa, and they've got an awful lot of problems right now with labor and strikes. And the other country is Russia. And Russia has got some problems right now with Ukraine, and they're not going to—they're going to stockpile one of their assets that they have. If they know that you know uh, the car industry, especially you know in the West, is going to need you know palladium for their, to to manufacture cars, they're going to sit on what they've got and they're going to use some leverage. Uh, gold and silver right now, I think, is one of the best best investments that you can get. Your money, and while we're talking this morning, you know, silver was trading this morning around about nineteen dollars. While we're recording the show, it's up seventy cents. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a little bit of volatility, but again, somebody's pressed a button and said, "I'm buying. I think I like the price, and I think this 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 could easily take out the three year higher, which was forty nine dollars and change. I think we can see fifty dollars silver within a very short period. It could be within twelve months, eighteen months, but I think it's going to take that figure out. Well, thank you both, you guys, for making my head swell a little bit. But the reality is that we did call Palladium a few weeks back at seven seventy five an ounce. It's now trading at eight twenty two an ounce, and it's been higher week over week uh, up into the mid eight twenty range. And I suspect it's going to go a little bit higher than that. There are definitely supply concerns. It's not a primary precious metal, so it does have a thinner market than both silver and gold. But like Paul said, there is opportunity here uh, in abundance when you know something's about to happen. And I liken the story in Palladium to knowing about real estate on, say, let's say the northern cottage area of Ontario. If 40 years ago I could have bought a plot up on Lake Rousseau or Lake Joseph and it would have cost me 100000 for a few acres, put a cottage on it, would I have known now in 2014, some 40, 40 years later, that the cottage would be worth a couple of million dollars? I probably wouldn't have. But the idea here is that with Palladium, it's a very, very hard to find metal. And when you only have two major stores of it in both of those countries are extremely volatile. We look back to our set of fundamentals that apply to gold and silver just like they do to platinum and palladium and we look at the third fundamental which is geopolitical instability. When country that are producing palladium 
end up getting in crisis, it's going to slow down the production of that palladium. It means that they have to put on halts. And what happens as a result, especially in the car industry, is that they hedge their bets, which means they forward buy. It happened in early 2000s, in 2000, 2001. The big three in the uh, U.S. went out and stormed the palladium market, thinking that there was going to be a major shortage. They rode the price up from 200 an ounce to 1100 an ounce, and that happened in less than 12 months. So this is a market which you can see easily double, especially when it's thin. You put a small amount in. If you're a speculator, this is not for everybody, but if you have the room in your budget to do so, this is a metal that can create some fun and some money for you to do so. so this is a typical, this is a great item where you can use collateralized financing. Right. You're putting up 20% of the value. So instead of you're paying 800, you're paying, you know, 160. Uh, the market moves up $80, you've got a 50% return. We've had, since we spoke about it, already $45 return on our investment. So that's a 25% return. I think there's this you know, play in market is going to take off. And just as we're finishing the show, I just want to leave the listeners with uh, something to think about over, over the next week. In 2009, we saw silver prices trading around $18, and global silver official coin sales were in and around 78 million ounces. This year, we're trading around the same price. Coin sales are around 125 million ounces. Where do you think the price is going to be with this much demand? Another phenomenal show, guys. Before we wrap up, I want to tell everybody about the seminar that is happening. It's the Investing in Natural Fancy Colored Diamonds. It's going to be uh, the number. I'll first give you the number. 905-305-8422. The date is May 22nd, 7 to 9 p.m. The place, the Supreme Luxury Event Venue, 8311 Weston Road in Woodbridge. you got to RSVP by May 14th. It's going to fill up quickly. Registration on the night will begin at 630. There'll be some light refreshments as well. You can register on that number or online at guildhalldiamonds.com. This has been, once again, The Real Money Show.